Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Rabbi Sai, we're in we're in a period. We're in a period that's called the Shleishasimeagbala. We're in a period the three days that precede Shvois, that precious Chag of Shvois, when Klal Yisrael prepared for Kabbalah Satira. And, and in our wanting to gear up, really to think about and prepare for Kabbalah Satira, I wanted to, I wanted to learn something from you that I was Zayich HaShalom. I was Zayich to learn this from the Sar HaTayra. In our lifetimes, there was a Yid who was known as a Sar HaTayra, Prince of Tyra. All of Klal Yisrael celebrated him as a Prince of Tyra. His name was Reb Nassim Svi Finkel. Reb Nassim Svi Finkel was the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mir Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. Perhaps the biggest yeshiva in the world. Thousands of learners of Tyra. And the Rosh Yeshiva was a Yid, Reb Nassim Svi Finkel was the Rosh Yeshiva. It's interesting, he was a cousin, a Finkel married a Finkel. The name Finkel, the altar's last name was Reb Finkel. He was actually a cousin, and he married his a distant cousin. A cousin married a cousin. Reb Nassim Svi Finkel, I'm sorry? Yeah, the altar of Slobodka, as Victor properly says, name was Reb Nassim Svi Finkel. And it's confusing, but the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mir was Reb Nassim Svi Finkel. Reb Nassim Svi Finkel had beautiful parents. He grew up in Chicago. His parents were wonderful people. I've met his mother, his father was a tzaddik. Lemaise, he grew up in a more modern environment in Chicago. He went to Ida Crown. Very good, Eitan. He went to Ida Crown High School. That's where Nassim Svi Finkel went to school. It was, um, that's what they say. He was known there as Nate. As Nady, as Nady, he was known as Nate. And he, and he became, in a very amazing turn of events, he became the Rosh Yeshiva of the Mir Yeshiva, of the great Yeshiva, that citadel of Tyre, if you will. That palace of Tyre, the Mir Yeshiva, Reb Nassim Svi Finkel became the Rosh Yeshiva. It's a tremendous, tremendous story. Reb Nassim Svi Finkel said on himself, he was a youngster, and he went to visit Reb Benish, who was, I believe, his great uncle. It wasn't like a close, it's a great uncle that's a relative. In Eretz Yisrael, people are very into relatives. People are very into family. I see the Olam's getting excited because the name, we have a Bainish that we love and admire a lot. That's good. The Rosh Hashiva Mir, the Rosh Hashiva Mir was a Yid Rebbeinish Finkel. Rebbeinish Finkel, my Rebbe, was very, very close to him. He happened to have had a tremendous sense of humor. He was... Really, really funny, Rabbeinish Finkel. And besides being sharp and funny, you would expect he was the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir. He was a Nistar, he was a hidden person. Rabbeinish Finkel didn't want people to see who he was. And he did a lot of things to conceal himself. Famously, and you have to ask why he did these things, he was a very concealed person. That's Rabbeinish Finkel, the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir. It's ironic, you're in a position as Rosh Hashiva, you'd expect, you'd expect, but it, he was a different type of Rosh Hashiva, he was very quiet, he wasn't the main shear in the mirror, other people said the big shiurim, and Rebbeinish Finkelavi was a big nister, he was a hidden person. I'll tell you a specific story with Rebbeinish, but there are endless, there are countless stories of how he hid himself. Even he davened Shmanesrei, I, people described me watching him like he was like as if he was spaced out. He was he, that was a big avoid that he was a nister. It's a very, there were a lot of people who practiced being nistarim, hidden people. Very ironic to be in such a public position, the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir, and remain a nister. People described to me catching him and finding him and searching what he was about. He was a kolatayra kulayid, a very big person. This story I'm about to tell you, I heard from his son-in-law, Rev. Blustein Shlita. His son-in-law, who's one of the great tzaddikim in the world, my eyes, Rev. Blustein, 
Reb Glustein said this story about Rabbeinish. Rabbeinish did a very interesting thing. He was in Eretz Yisrael, Dika Rosh Yeshiva. He had five daughters, and fascinatingly, he took all five American Bachram, which was an interesting move for an Eretz Yisrael Yeshiva. All five of his son-in-laws are American, including Reb Nassim Svi Finkel, who ultimately Rabbeinish took as a son-in-law. Now, the... Rebbeinish was a very, very hidden person, like I'm saying. Rev Glustein told me he also married one of Rebbeinish's daughters. And Rev Glustein told me after he was married, he was staying by Yishver, by his father-in-law's house, for Shabbos. And Ariel, he hears in the kitchen noises in the middle of the night, Friday night. So Ariel, he's curious who's in the kitchen in the middle of the night. So he walks to the kitchen, Rev Glustein told me, and he sees his father-in-law in the kitchen eating cholent. Eating cholent, Friday night. He's eating cholent. There's a way you're allowed to take cholent on Shabbos Kodesh. There's a way to take cholent. There's very important rules. If you take something off the fire, how do you put it back? There are five conditions necessary to take cholent. You need five. If you don't have these, these are five conditions necessary to take. First of all, the fire has to be covered. Condition number one. If the fire is not garufikatum, if it's not covered, if you take it off, you can't put it back. The fire must be covered, condition one. Condition number two, the, the food must be mevushal kol tzarkai. The food must be completely cooked. Condition number three, it must be oidei cham. It still has to be hot. Condition number four is the pot has to remain in your hand. Condition number five, it has to be daitai laksa. When you take it off, you had in mind to put it back. Those are five conditions absolutely necessary. Three of them, even B'dayevin, you can't put it back. If it's not fully cooked, covered, and still hot, even B'dayevin, you can't put it back. If by accident you let go of it, if by accident you didn't have a mind to put it back, but the other three conditions are met, there are cases B'dayevin that you could put it back. The first three conditions are essential. My, there's a machloik is what it means, it's still in your hand. My Rebbe holds, you could put the pot down and just hold it like this. My father holds that it's considered still in your hands that if it dropped, that it could drop, that you're carrying the weight. So when I would take Shalom late Friday night, after I would, I would sometimes learn with Shlomo Greenwald's tatar of Hanan, if he was there when I took Shalom, my mother let me take, so we would do it together. One of us would hold the pot and the other us would take, and then we'd put it back, cover it while it's off the fire. If you're not let it take while it's on the fire, that's usser, that's like mixing it. You're not let it take when it's on the fire. So you pick it off, one of us will take. If Rev Hanan, my Friday night chavrusa, would leave and I wanted some chalent, now to do, don't try this at home. I do not recommend this, but I did this many a Friday night, is I would take the crock pot, pick it up, it was covered. I would take it, I'd put half on the, like one part on the counter, hold the other part. It's a miracle I never once dropped the chalent. That would not have been a happy family. But Lemaisa, so that's how I took it. It was the way to be able to do. Lemaisa, Rebbeinish, Reb Glustein walks into the kitchen and Rebbeinish is eating a bowl of chalent. So he thought it's rather bizarre. The Rosh Hashiva of the Mir and Mitten the Nacht. Friday night, he's eating a bowl of chalent. But listen, everybody gets hungry, even at Sadat. Nothing wrong. Einig Shabbos, wonderful. Reb Glustin goes back to sleep. About an hour later, he hears noises in the kitchen again. He's curious. He goes back to the kitchen, and Reb Benish is still eating cholent. Now he's like, the Rashiva the Mir eats cholent the whole night, Friday night. It's like very bizarre. Like, Himamish, Geshmak, the Gansenach, the fresh cholent. It's a strange thing. So Reb Glustin decides he tiptoes away. He goes away. He walks him, and he tiptoes back, looking through the crack. He wants to see what's happening. Rabbinish puts away the bowl of cholent, pulls back out. He had hidden all his svarim. He was learning the whole night. He didn't want to be caught learning. He heard somebody coming. He put it away and put a bowl of cholent in front of him. He did like this way. He didn't want to show. He's sitting and learning the whole night. He was learning the Gansanach. This was like classic Rabbinish. That he was, he was somebody, for, now for whatever reason, he wanted to conceal who he was. Lemaisa Reb Nassim Svi Finkel said on himself, I don't know the exact details. He had come to Eretz Yisrael 
and he stayed by his great uncle for a um, for for a time when he was learning visiting Eretz Yisrael, and he st- and he saw his great uncle kiss his svarim shank. His great uncle thought he was sleeping, Rabbeinish, and he loved his svarim. He was like hugging and kissing all his svarim. Reb Nassim Finkel said it changed his life. He was made on himself that watching Reb Benish's Avasatira, when he thought nobody was around, Reb Nassim Finkel was supposed to be sleeping, and he saw his great uncle kiss his svarim and hug his svarim, it left a tremendous impression on Reb Nassim Finkel. Lemaise stayed by his great uncle. His great uncle set him up with somebody who remained a lifelong Rebbe. Reb Chaim Kamil was his name. A Yidai was Zeich and Amit. Reb Chaim Kamil, he told him to teach Reb Nassim Svi. And like they say, the rest is history. Klal Yisrael got a giant of a tzaddik. This Sarah Torah, a Yid who became proficient. His knowledge of Torah was breathtaking. And his avasat Torah, his love of Torah. And ultimately, he became the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir. Amazingly, he became the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir. As the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir, don't picture Rosh Hashiva just like in name, he raised the money, which that would be amazing. He was an active, he was the energy of the place. I was there. Guys loved him. He had a policy. If you asked him to learn, you got to say to him. Hundreds of people learned with him. Now, I didn't ask him. I'm proud. I, I should be embarrassed. You, ha- you couldn't say no. Once he gave you a slot, whatever, you weren't going to, oh, Rebbe, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> you don't say to the Sarah Torah, and you can get any slot. He could put you with somebody else. Could be during, say, the late at night, early morning. Like, whatever slot you got. So I can't say I didn't ask, but I many, 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 many friends who learned with him. Now, Rav Svi Finkel ran the mirror, and at a later point in his life, he got Parkinson's. And his body shook uncontrollably. He had, and as the years go on, he had very advanced stages of Parkinson's. To watch him say Yashir Klali was something otherworldly. He would put four stenders to like hold up his body. His body was shaking, and he would say Yashir. His love of Tyra on display was otherworldly. I have friends who learned with him. He was lying on his couch. I have friends who told me there were times he was shaking. He was lying on the floor and the friend didn't know what to do. Look, you had a sage. He said, keep going. He loved Tyra. He loved Tyra. His Abbasat Tyra's connection to Tyra was just really incredible. He said a shir on Chumash every Friday that a lot of American style yeshiva guys came to the shir. Beautiful Yid. He loved Yid and he loved Torah. Tremendous Yid, the Sarah Torah. I was teaching at the time, I was learning in the Waterbury Base Medrash, and I got wind. I came back from a chasna one night late, and a Yid at the chasna told me that he's coming in tomorrow in emergency to America. He would raise the funds. He was an active Rosh Hashiva, like a nace. Somebody at the stages of health he was at, the way he ran around the world raising money for the yeshiva, the way he learned with guys. I want to tell you about his avasat Torah, his love of Torah. There's a true story. And there, he went to Ner Yisrael. And somehow, he was, he, Mir was in a death, dire straits. They needed money. And he flew in to get money for the Mir. Somehow, while he was there, he made a deal in Ner Yisrael. He spoke about Kohl guys learning like a certain amount of hours, Beretzifus, a certain amount of hours consistently. And he ended up promising to give money, and he gave thousands of dollars in Ner Yisrael to have a certain amount of learning, which is very cool. Here he's raising money for his yeshiva, but he loved Tyre and promoted it in other yeshivas as well. They needed money, and he committed to give money there. Somebody once told Revolba, that my Rosh Hashiva, somebody told the, the great Revolba, my Rosh Hashiva loves Torah. So Revolba said, what's the story? So he said that the guys in Yeshiva were learning, he walked into the Beis and saw a certain learning, and the Rosh Hashiva started dancing. Revolba said, that's amazing, but that doesn't show Abbasat Torah. If he walked into somebody else's Yeshiva and they were learning, that shows Abbasat Torah. Rav Nassim Svi Finkel was that dogma, if he saw learning anywhere, he was fired up. So I heard he was coming into America at a chasna, 
And I heard that it was a surprise visit. Nobody's, like, nobody's picking him up from the airport. Like, nobody had the schos to make his minion. So I asked the people who knew him. We were Zaycha, Yehuda Mendel's father, Rebbeinish Mendel, a blessed memory, Zechreina Levracha. Rebbeinish Mendel was a beautiful Yid, was one of the closest people in the world to Rebnassen Svi Finkel. He was like this with Rebnassen Svi Finkel. And Rebbeinish Mendel helped arrange it for me that I said, I want to pick up Reb Nassim Finkel from the airport, and I'll make his minion. On me, I'll pick him up, and I'll make his minion. So I drove back from the chasna just to find out the next one. I went right to the dorms. I went to the dorms. I asked my wife permission. I went to the dorms from the chasna. I woke up early, early in the morning, three in the morning, because the, the flight was arriving like five at Kennedy. I woke up a crew, and I said, let's go, let's, we're going to get to greet Reb Nassim Finkel right off the plane, we'll get to make his minion. So I brought a group of guys to Kennedy Airport, we, we danced early in the morning, he came, he came out, we danced and sang with the great Meera Shashiva, we ended up making him a minion for Shachris, he then spoke to all of us collectively, and then spoke to everybody individually. It was a very, very precious that we got to spend time with the great Meir Shashiva. When he spoke to us at that time, he said over in Archaim HaKadosh, and he learned this Archaim HaKadosh with us in his speech, and he said, I want to ask you to read this Archaim HaKadosh every day of your life. I did not say yes, and I haven't done it. But I try chach once a year to learn this Archaim HaKadosh, and sometimes twice a year. I try to do it every single year on, on Parshas Yisrael, because that's with Archaim HaKadosh. And many years, Shavuos time, I try to review the Archaim HaKadosh. So we're holding Erev Shavuos, where our minds are thinking about Kabbalah Satira. I'd like to learn in Archaim HaKadosh that I was Zaycha, that beautiful Sar HaTayra, that Prince of Tayra, Nasif Finkel, I was Zaycha to hear the Archaim HaKadosh, Mipiv HaKadosh, from his holy mouth, and a Yid who is an embodiment of this Archaim HaKadosh, I'd like to learn it with the Chevra, the Archaim HaKadosh, we won't learn the whole thing inside, but I'd like to learn this Archaim HaKadosh with the Olam. If you know anything about us Hasidish Yidim, we're very, very machshiv the words of the Archaim HaKadosh. Many Hasidim read every Archaim HaKadosh on the parsha every week, they hold in his words as Kedushas Hamilim, that the words themselves have Kedusha, and the words of the Archaim HaKadosh, a tremendous, tremendous person. So I would like to study the words of the Archaim HaKadosh to do a little outside, a little inside in Parshas Yisrael. The Archaim HaKadosh says that there are three conditions necessary for Kabbalah Satayra. Three conditions necessary for Kabbalah Satayra. And he says... He says, Shloisha and Yanim Haim, there are three in Yanim, Ikare Hoachana le Kabbalah Satira, that are the main preparation, the main condition necessary to be Mimakabal the Torah, these three things, Shebi Emtsiusam, through these three things, Nisrats Hashem Lanchilam, Hashem desires to give to us, Nachla Shakai, his inheritance. He Torah which is our precious, our sweet Torah. So the Rechaim Akash says that these three things are the means that a person who wants to receive the beautiful gift from Hashem of Torah, Torah Ne'ima, the sweet Torah, you need these three conditions are necessary for Kabbalah Satira. I would like to learn these three conditions with the Chavra. Ha'echad. The first condition, the Archaim HaKadosh, he learns all these three things from the Pesukim by Kabbalah Satayra. I'm reading Parshas Yisrael, which is the Parsha of Klai Yisrael coming to Sinai and getting the Torah. And he learns from the Pesukim, Yankiv, these three things. Ha'echad, condition number one, who is Gabrus this Amsus Be'esek HaTayra. The first condition necessary to be a Mechabalat Torah is his gabrus means gvura, strength, his amsus, great pushing of oneself in Eisekat Torah, in being busy studying the Torah. One has to push himself to study the Torah. Kia atzlus, somebody is lazy, 
who Asev Amafsid Asagasa is the grass, is the weed that blocks a person from, from acquiring Torah. He says that's why whenever it mentions Torah, it says a lashon of Chayzek Vaimetz. He brings Psokim, Zais HaTayra Adam Kiyamus, which he brings the Gemara in Brachas, that a person is kill yourself for it. Great, great diligence, great, great effort. He says that's why Chazal call it Eisek HaTayra. In the Bracha on Torah, we say Lasaik Bedivrei Torah, Hishtadlus HaTayra, great effort in Torah. He says you find many, many examples of this. He says that a person will only acquire Torah through his Amsas Gadol, great pushing of himself. And he says that's why by Kabbalah Satayra it says, Vayesu Rifidim. They traveled from Rifidim. Now it's very extra in the Psukim, because it already said they went to Rifidim to Arsinai. And then it repeats again, Vayesu Rifidim. We know what city they left from. In the Masais, in the travels, it says they went from Rafidim to Sinai. And the Torah repeats again by Yisum Rafidim. Says the Archaim Akash, Rafidim means chill. Roughly, the word roughly in Shas means when something's not strongly, firmly in your hands. In, this is an expression all over Shas. In Vila Virafya Biyadai. Yes, no, it was weak in his hands. When somebody's indecisive in Shas, it's called in the roughly He's indecisive, he's not holding it stark. Refidim means a situation where something is not strong, indecisive, not powerful, not focused. Vayesu Mirfidim means they traveled from Rifyan. They traveled from a place of, I don't know, maybe, why not? <laughs> they left there and they went to Arsinai. You have to go after it hard. You have to pursue it with effort, with diligence. With, you, you, can't, you can't want it and also chill. You, you have to go after it. You want it, come after it. The first condition necessary for Kabbalah Satira is great expenditure of energy and effort to go after it. That's the first condition necessary for Kabbalah Satayra. And that's by Yisumer Fidim. It loibak loidia makam shemimenu nasa. He says the Archaim Akadish. The Torah is not t- trying to tell us what city they traveled from. Shim Kane, it should have said before by their travelings and their campment. El Muskavin Laimar, it means to say Shanasumi Bikinas Rifya Yadayim. They traveled from such a state. They left Rafidim. None of this wishy-washy, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. They went after a dogged pursuit of something. They went after it with a sense, I want it. You want it, you got to go get it. That's what it means, He says, he brings the Gemara B'chayrus in a Pasuk, He brings Gemara B'chayrus. That Rafidim means weakness, and by Yisumir Fidim means they left that situation. I don't know. The great, the great um, Darshan, the great Darshan who traveled around, he was a Magid, and his name was Reb Shalom Shvadran. He was a Magid in Yerushalayim, Reb Shalom Shvadran. And Reb Shalom Shvadran once was invited to speak in England, in a big yeshiva in England, in Gateshead. And he had a speech prepared. And he walked into the base medrash. People were learning, and he was going to speak in, tw- in ten minutes, whatever. Two bachrim were learning, and one guy said a svar, and another guy was like, and the guy said, "Why not?" Like he was like very chilled, like why not? Maybe. And Rev Shalom was like upset. Why not? He felt that there was a chilled. There was like you're not pursuing something. He changed his whole speech. His and he, the quote that he said is from a "Why not?" Blightman are garnished. From why not you remain in nothing? The first condition you want Tyra, go after it. You can't be, you can't be wishy-washy about it. You want it, pursue it, with with, with a tenacity, with a seriousness. I want this. There's something there. Decide if there's something there. There's something there. You're interested. Go get it. 
And the Archaim Akash is the first tonight for Kabbalah Satoyus by Yisumer Fidim. You can't be in the matzah. I'll see. Could be. I'll see. No, no, no. You want it? Go get it. I have this. A lot. We're, we're minutes away. You guys are going to go learn in Eretz Yisrael. Avi's about to get on a plane and learn in Eretz Yisrael. I have this thing that I don't let guys take shliach mitzvah. I don't want you to take shliach mitzvah money. Don't you dare. Now, it's not a shtick. It's not a shtick. I don't let no shliach mitzvah money. Why don't, etas, why not? It's a, it's a, it's a mishnah. It's a gemara. Shluchei mitzvah in nezaykim. If you're on the way to a mitzvah, you don't get damaged. So who doesn't want, so people have a trick. Aaron, I want my plane safe. So give me a dollar. Say, give it to Tzadok at Eretz Yisrael. I'm a shliach mitzvah. And my plane is now safe. It's a good trick. Why don't I want it? I want to get, why are you going to Eretz If you're going to Eretz Yisrael to Tel Aviv to party, so then take Shliach Mitzvah money, 100%. But a guy is the deepest Shliach Mitzvah. I'm going to learn Torah. I'm the essence of a Shliach Mitzvah. I'm going to study Torah. And I'm not trying to be shticky. I'm not trying to give somebody, if somebody gives you a dollar, thank them. I'm not trying to like be shticky. I'm trying that a guy is a pursuit of something. You're going, go get it. You're going. I tell my kids, it's hard for my kids to leave. It's hard. It's hard to see. I want Yehuda Zelman right here. I want to I wanna walk in. I want to see Yank of Coco right here. It's hard to let guys leave. It's hard to have the Hever part. But the Territ says, Daniel Manjik, look what he, he's, he's carried the yeshiva for two years now. It's not easy to let him leave. The Territ is... You watched him as a prince. The Midas Taivas, he's a prince. He's a Rebbe in the yeshiva. He's not a Bach in the yeshiva. Daniel Manjik, he's a Rebbe. This whole year, he's a prince. He's a prince. We don't talk enough about it. And the Steiging's built on his back. Somebody sat here with dignity to watch him daven. To watch him learn with sincerity, with dignity. It's a prince. Make a taste to go. The terror is, I want to get something there. I'm pursuing something. So go get what you're pursuing. Go get it. You're going for something. You're going for something. I'm pursuing something. There's something on it. The first condition, Nesef Kabbalah Satayra, is you want something, go get it. It's Amsus. Great effort. Great focus. I came for something. I tell the guys next year in Eretz Yisrael, and I want to say to you all, you're going to Eretz Yisrael, there are, people want like vague things. I want to from it. You're all from out. You're flipped out. You're from out. You're all gewaldig. Go get Torah. Go learn. Go learn. Go to Eretz Yisrael and fill up with Torah. Come back with a Masechta. Come back with Yedias Torah. Learn. Fill up on Torah. Go get it. Go get it. Learn well. Learn thoroughly. Go there, attach to a Rebbe, attach in the base mesh, and bring back tar. Fill up. The Imam Mishnah things. You learned. You learned the You learned Chumash. You learned Gemara. You learned Mishnah. You learned Musa. You learned each thing, each person. But go learn. Go fill up. Bring back tar. That's the first condition. Nesev Kabbalah Satayra is Amsus. Great, great effort. Great focus. It's more than people talk about Asmada. There's no hours. I've seen people learn three hours. The guy's a master. I've pe- seen people learn ten. The guy's a battling. There are no hours attached. Don't imitate anybody. It's not how late you're staying at night. It's not a race like that. It's seriousness. I'm, I'm out for something. I'm, not, I'm out for something. I'm going after something. Nobody could put hours to it. It's not like that. It's, you know on a friend, he's headed. He's, he's going after something. You know it. It's not about the hours. People put in more hours and he's not going after something less. It's about a focus. I'm doing something. There's something I'm going after. I want to get. I want to have. I want to know. And I'm going after it. I'm pursuing it. It's not about the hours. Different people, different hours. Different people need breaks, different amount of breaks. Different. A guy is different. He's, he's, he's chasing something. He's in a chase. But he takes care of himself. He makes sure Gishmak, he has all his needs. All, and different people have different needs. But I'm going, I'm there, I'm chasing something. There's something I want. There's something I'm going to bring back home. There's something I'm going to take. That's this Amsus that the Archaim HaKadosh is talking about. A great diligence, a great effort, a great pursuit of something. That's the first Tanai he says that's necessary for Kabbalah Satayim. Inyan Beis. Let's get to the second condition that is necessary for Kabbalah Satayr. Says the Archaim Akashua, shiflus va'anavas, humility. 
In a place of arrogance, a guy won't be Makabal Torah. If a guy is arrogant, if a guy is a Balgaiva, it's all about himself, he won't acquire Torah. Ki Torah only comes to somebody who's humble. He makes himself like a desert. The mashmais of a desert is that a cold of everybody can trample on him. It, it means that he has humility. He's like a desert that all are invited. He's not elitist. He's not. I'm, there's a certain humility. There's a certain humility. And it says, They camped in the midbar. Pirush Lushin Shiflus Vanava. Like a midbar, everybody tramples on an absolute necessary condition for Kabbalah satire is humility. It's to be a humble person. I, it's interesting. I have watched people steig, and I haven't seen it a lot here. I was in a yeshiva for a period of my life, and I watched guys steig, and they would have no patience for somebody else. There was an arrogance. I always have a tremendous appreciation here. A guy steigs like crazy, and he sits in the dining room next to another person struggling in complete respect. That's an absolute... I, I, I don't know how we were zeichen. There's a certain honesty here. There's a certain humility here. And people... A guy steiging doesn't... He doesn't look down at another person. That's a k'tanai. The Archaim HaKadosh says the second condition. A person cannot acquire Torah. He, he might learn it. He might... It won't be part of him. It will not be part of him. If he doesn't have this second condition, it's only as a kiyum, something which stays at a part of the person, is somebody who is mashpilatzma, who lowers himself. He's lower, he's one of the boys. I have a picture. There was a guy who learned here years and years ago, Avi Jaffe's. Masmid, Nifla, Kolyan, in Baltimore. From the big Masmid I've ever seen in my life. It was so, he was one of the boys. We had like, you know, some event in the gym. He came with the chavr. He brought his gemari. He wasn't trained. Like the chavr was there. Like he should be there. So he would sit and learn. Surrounded. The chavr's go. Wolf pack. He's like, wolf pack. And then back to... He was with the chavr. Like, but there was no... He wasn't trying to show us he was learning. He was doing... But he was just one of the guys. Well, oh, we're all supposed to go there? Sure. Like, Avi, you don't have to come. Don't want... He came to the chavr. I'm one of the guys. For all the 10th graders, are there, I'm there too. He was one of the boys. The, and the second condition necessary for Kabbalah Satir is humility. Don't be arrogant. Don't be the... I have seen many people steig. It's a beautiful picture to me. The Ben Torah goes back home. There's one guy who's trying to show his family how from he became. It's a normal... Don't feel bad if you like that. It's a normal insecurity. A guy's like sitting with his family and he wants them to see how from... There's another later stage when his mom is secure who he is. And his mom is joking with his family. He's like a guy in a tzaddik, a masm. And like there's nothing, he's just, he's humble. He's one of the boys, he's one of the crew. He's joking with his mishpacha. He's not trying to put it in anybody's face. He's, there's a certain humility. He doesn't feel holier than thou, better than anybody. There's a humility. He's, Chesed Hashem, thank you Hashem, Madregas Amzaycha, appreciate him, there's humility to that. And this Tar Chaim describes as the second necessary Kenyan Atayra, and he says, that's why it says by the Paschal Balsatar, by Yisu Merifidim, that's leaving Rifyan, leaving weakness, coming with tenacity, by Midbar, they camped in the Midbar. He says the Torah is given in the Midbar represents a place of humility. The Gemara says, "Mi midbar matana, mi shemei simatzma ki midbar." It's nice and like tire be matana. Somebody who makes himself like a midbar, tire is given to him as a gift. I have seen people so snobby with chavrusas. Who learns with me? And there's a bechena if you make yourself like a midbar. The part is that you learn. Sure, you want to learn. A guy has to commit. You're not there. I can't. Sure, be covered, Rav. A person's gifted tire matana. I've watched this year, Yehuda Zelman Steiging. Schabrus says, sure, want to learn, Yishmak. That, that's the rule, that's the rule. If you make yourself, you make yourself like a desert, you get Torah b'matana. Then you're gifted Torah. The Torah is given in the Midbar. They camped in the Midbar. The Bechin of Midbar, everybody has Rishos. It's a place everybody owns equally. Nobody has the rights to it. 
And it's a madrega, it's a bechena. Bechena smidbar. And Torah is given in a midbar, it's bechena smidbar, when you are called dash and everybody has, everybody has rishos, a certain availability, a certain connectability, a certain part of the am, shakol dash and everybody has rishos. Then you're given the gift of Torah. Somebody's exclusive, better than everybody, arrogant, gaiva, about themselves, self-centered, self-absorbed. The person doesn't have access to Torah. This is something as well to consider in our, in our own ascents, in our own climb, up our Sinai to Torah, to remember to stay humble, be appreciative of the gifts that Hashem gave us, not to lord over other people, not to look down, chas v'shom, at anybody. That's a tremendous ikuv in rising in Torah. Arrogance and gaiva and just looking down at other people, that's the opposite of a midbar. The Torah is given to you, acquires this begin of midbar. Then the person gets her. The third, the Inyan Gimel. The third thing is very recommended, and the Bachar has to build it for himself. Listen to this third. It's funny, the first two things I would have guessed. Somebody would tell me there are three prerequisites, and you only have three things to say. I would have guessed the first two. Hasmadan, you want the Torah, you got to pursue it. I would have guessed that. I would have guessed humility also. The Torah needs humility. The Torah gets somebody who's humble, gets the great precious gift of Torah. Somebody's arrogant, doesn't get it. The third one was rather surprising. Says the Archaim HaKadosh, who the Indian Gimel, the third condition, is Bechinaz Yiyud Chachamim, that you have to bound together with other Chachamim, Beschabros Belev Shalom V'tamim, to really... Attach with a whole heart. Don't go at it alone. There's a Gemara, Makas Cherev Alabadim, a sword to the neck. And it says, Chazal Darshim, Badim, Bad means alone. And it says, somebody goes at it alone, doesn't get tired. Says Darchaim HaKadosh. He says, two people, few people, Yazbru Panim When people are kind and do it together with a group, he brings, it says, They became Kulan Yachad Keshechad. Go with the Chabura. Create a group of like minded people and together in a unity with Achdos, a group of people. Don't go, with it, don't go at it alone. I want to say that with Siata Deshmaya, success, if I had a little success in Torah, I was Zaychid to have a group of friends that we pushed each other and encouraged each other. Create a chabura of guys. Wherever yeshiva you're going to, find a couple of chaver that are like-minded. And our Chaim says the third very big chiddush is Yiud chachamim b'schabrus b'leiv shalom v'tamim Don't do it bad, bad. Don't do it alone. If you're separate, you're at it alone. That you don't, it's, not a, it's not a way to be mekabal Torah. It's interesting that a chabura of people is chabrus. I don't think it's very vague. Darchaim Hakadosh. I don't think he's talking about midas here. Anava includes all the midas tevis. I don't think Bensi. I can't prove it. It's a very short archaim Hakadosh. I don't think he means that you're not mean to other people. I think because he, he talks about not doing it bad, bad. Don't do it alone. Create a chabura of like-minded fellows and encourage each other. Encourage and push and sharpen each other and speak over divrei Torah. I was zeichet to have a group of friends. We were together from very young ages through Kailo. And we encouraged and pushed and spoke in learning and talked in learning. And we pushed each other and encouraged each other. And I say to every guy, certainly you're in a yeshiva, don't go at it alone. Find a group, three, four, six, a group of guys that are like-minded in their pursuit of Torah and create a chabura that learn together, that talk over the learning they have, that encourage, pick each other up. Don't go at it alone. Don't be bad, bad. Try to find a chabura of like-minded chavra and together be schabras. To do it, that's the oifin of Kabbalah Satayra. He says, that's Vayichan Sham Yisrael Negadar. They dwelled there. It doesn't say they dwelled. It says he dwelled. Lashen Yachid. They became Keish Echod, like one man. 
Now, I don't know the Archaim HaKadosh is very, very short, this third step, and he ends, the piece ends right now. So I don't know if he's talking about just get along with other people, a general achtos, which is true. Kabbalah Satayr is an Indian of Ashra Sashrin, and it needs achtos, but I think he means specifically in the way you pursue Tyra. That you create, he says, Yiyud Chachamin B'schabras B'lev Shalom. A group of Chachamin that you're in a base medrash. I love when a guy cleans up the base medrash. I like when a guy chaps like it dawns on him. I'm not just learning myself, I'm part of a Chabura. I like when a guy thinks about, helps the Chabura. I'm growing together with a group of people. There's a tremendous chos to that. You're going at it alone, it's about you. You're with the Chabura. That's the Eifin of Kenyan Atayr. You're with the Chabura. I happen to think that there's different aspects of Milo. There are Midas Tavis in this, but there's also a sense I'm getting that which belongs to a people. And I come together with a group. His Chabrus. No, you're in a base marriage. It's not just about your ascent. It's about I'm part of a group. And let me be Mechazic and help. By the way, the Cheshbainus. I know a guy could say, I'll learn better if I go there. But once it's better if I'm in the base manager, it's better for more guys. Now a guy cheshbins it out. A guy has to cheshbin it out. It's true. Sometimes he needs his own privacy, his own space. But he's not doing it bad, bad. He doesn't function as if a person is just himself. I'm together with a chabura, yiud, chacham, a group. People even talk over the sugya. We handle together, we speak. There's a Lashen of the Gemara, Hizdar Mibnei Chabura. Be careful of a Chabura, Shmehem Tetzei Tayr. It's very, very powerful to have a Chabura of guys that are ascending and pushing and encouraging together. It's very powerful. I would advise a guy to build that. And his yeshiva and his next steps to very much build. You're at ages when a guy goes to Eretz Yisrael where you're constructing much more than it's being constructed for you. Construct the Chabura. Gather a nice group, a group of guys, and together we push each other, encourage, we learn together, we maybe keep the same pace in some ways, that there's a, there's a chabura of people growing together. That's how the Archaim HaKadosh recommends tires acquired. So those are the three, the three things that the Archaim HaKadosh recommends us. Let's hazard the three things quickly. The first one is Vayisum Refidim. Leave a state of Rifyan. Leave a state of wishy-washy, of a half-hearted pursuit. The Klai Yisrael left Rafidim. They came to Arsinai. There was a pursuit that was wanted, that was a focus. Go after it hard. He says, I'm pursuing something. There's something I want. There's something I'm going to get. There's a lush in the Gemara Kedush in that Torah's Munachas Bikaren Zavis. The Torah sits there in the corner. Kol Misha Yavavitol. You want it? Go get it. I remember I was snicky. I'll talk about one of our rebellion. I remember I was snicky. He had good midas. He would have gotten fine Shadochim. He's a wonderful person. He made a decision, I want Torah. I remember this. Made a decision. And he would have been a great guy. Made a decision. I want to know it. He killed himself. He's the Rebbe that you know of Rabbi Wisnicki. He killed me. He learned late Friday nights. He started like he was going after it. So Friday, the winter Friday nights, he'd be pounding. He wanted something. It wasn't just, okay, you know, and he could have been a good guy without it, but he wanted. We, anybody who's in Yeshiva last year witnessed Aaron Schmel, 13th grade. The guy clearly said, I won. And he could be a great guy with a fine shadokim, wonderful. Everybody, hey, what a great guy. Excellent. Everybody would have celebrated him. He said, I want to know Tyra. And he went after it. He's going after it. He wants something. He made a decision. My father told me on himself. My father was 14, had a television in every room in his house. He grew up in an American home. Wonderful parents. My grandparents were wonderful people. He went to a mixed school. My father was an American kid. He decided he wants to know Torah. He made this like funny decision. For 10 years, he promised Hashem he won't look at a t- TV. With a television in every room in his house for 10 years, he didn't lay his eye on a TV and he pursued Torah. Then he's been learning for the last, he did it when he was 14, and then for the last 60 plus years, pounding. For 10 years, he didn't look at a television, about 10 years. He decided, I want to get Torah. You want it, go after it, pursue it. Decide there's something there, go after it. I want it. I want to know it. Pursue it with, with tenacity. 
Make a decision. That's why Yisumer Fidim. I want it. I'm going to get it. It's not about the amount of hours. It's the amount. It's the decision. This is what I want. I've decided I want to know Torah. I see there's something there. It's not easy to get Torah, to create a relationship to Torah, to really have a Torah that I feel bonded with, that I feel connected, that's important to me. But if you want it, you got to go get it. You got to make decision to get it. And that's the first condition our Chaim HaKadosh describes. You can't be half-baked, I'm in, I'm out, sort of. You want it, make a decision, I'm taking it, I'm, I'm going after it. That's Yisumer Fidim. The second thing is has to be humility. They camped in the Midbar, it needs to be acquired in the Midbar, humility. If a person is going to be arrogant, going to be full of himself, so then he's not, Torah is not going to be mekoyim by him. And the final step is Vayichan Sham Yisrael Negadar Keishachad Belevachad is Bechabura, Beschabrus, Beyud Chachamin. Get a group of people that are Belev Shalom, one caring about one another, there for one another. That you, you notice another person. It can't just be you're not going out alone. You're part of a group. Learn in a base medrash and go after it together in a chabura. It's interesting. Most I can't say all. We've had gedolim who came from like alone somewhere. Their names and there's such a thing. Many many gedolim came from a chabura. Came from the yeshiva learning. It's a chiddush. Maybe you could say lock up in some hut somewhere. The archaim hakadosh is not promoting that. He says that the third thing goes yud chachamim b'schabrus b'leiv shalom b'tamim. Don't go at it alone. You're part of a chabura. You're part of a yeshiva. You're part of something. Your pursuit of Torah should be with an awareness. I'm part of a group. And with the Lev Shalom, a, 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 a certain sincerity, the next person matters. There was a Yid in the mirror who till today is from the biggest in the mirror and he's a mas manifla. And one night it turned out that my brother-in-law was missing. He had gone to a vert. And he had gotten an Arab taxi to go home. And hours later, he never came home. And my sister was nervous where he is. And I was like searching. I was freaked out. I went to the Mir Beis Medrash and I told this Yid who's from the biggest Masmidim in the world that my brother-in-law is missing. The Yid closed my ran and searched a very good friend of my brother-in-law. The one always, the biggest, the, the one always you want, the one who's to help and get involved is the biggest Masmid. A guy who's self-absorbed and ignores. You hear this? It was a huge masmid. It came. Another person had a need. He was part. This chabrus. It mattered. He was running. It turned out he was in a base medrash. He thought my sister was sleeping. He got home. He went to a base medrash. But this chabrus. You're part. You're part of a tzibur. I was nishtaim. Now this person was such a masmid. In the second, his gemara was closed, and he was helping in the search. Could have said, get other people who aren't learning. In a second. He was part of a Chabura and there was a need for a different person in the Chabura. He was there. And that's the Archaim HaKadosh describes. His Chabrus believes Shalom V'tamim. Don't be bad, bad. Don't be a guy who's clueless. I'm going at it alone. You're in a base Medrash. Be ben- help the base Medrash. Help the Matzav in the base Medrash. Be thoughtful. Be cognizant about a Chabra. You're in a Yeshiva. How can I help the overall Matzav? Of course, I'm trying to pursue and, and, and be knowledgeable and connect to Torah, but I want to help the overall matzah. I'm, I'm not going at it alone. And that's the Archaim HaKadosh's third condition for Kabbalah Satir. So my bracha to us all, all of us are now really setting our sights at Kabbalah Satir. We should be zeichet to have all these three conditions of Kabbalah Satayr, and we should be Zayich Atak. Hashem should give each of us a chalik. We ask, B'Sayich give me my chalik in Torah. All of us should be Zayich to our beautiful chalik in Torah. I want to sing a Torah song and say closing comments. I want to sing a Torah song. We're going to sing a Waterbury Torah song. This is at a high key, Yosef. But I want to do P'sach Libi B'Sayich Open up my heart to Torah. I want to sing Psach Lib Sarasecha. Let's sing it together. Hi Ki Yabino
We say Davening is the oldest sefer that we have. The oldest sefer written down of Torah Shabal Ped. The first sefer, the oldest from here, the first sefer of Torah Shabal Ped that's written down is the Siddur. And the Siddur was written down by Nevi'im, by the Ansheik Nesagdoilo. It's funny, we read, there's so much depth in the Siddur. What comes where, why it's there. There's endless. If you ever studied Shmanesa, you lose your mind at the hidden secrets. What's what number? There's things there you'd lose. What's before it? What's after? Why? The Siddur has, the very word Siddur means Seder, order. And davening, things are very precise. We like read and feel just like reading stuff. It's very precise what is where. It's called Siddur, which means Seder. In the Siddur, at the end of Shmanesra, JD, we give some private requests. If you think about Shmanesra, there's very little that you're asking for yourself. 
Everything at Shmanesra is asking for Klal Yisrael. Hashiveinu, you don't say Hashiveini. Slach Lanu. Davening is very much for Klal Yisrael. You're certainly a ladder and it's recommended, Davidol, to daven for yourself, Dubs. But the Iker of Tefillahs were davening for Klal Yisrael. Slach Lanu, Rufa'einu, heal us. You're certainly a ladder put in yourself for davening. At the end of Shmanesri, after you daven for Klal Yisrael, we talk to Hashem, we say, I have a, I have a couple of private requests, Hashem, and we really ask about Hashem. Nitzar l'shoi Hashem, please make sure my mouth doesn't speak bad. Svasai medabimira, my lips should not speak deceit. Blimkalalai, those that curse me, nafshi siddai, my soul should be silent. So listen to this now. We daven every single day, nafshi ka'afer lakoltia. My nefesh should be like dirt. What do we mean? Four words. Nafshi ka'afer lakoltia. Taisim brachas asked this, Bensi. What are we praying? My nefesh should be like dirt to everybody. Does anybody here want a good reputation or a bad reputation? We want a good reputation. Taiv shem, taiv mishem, and taiv. Everybody wants a good reputation. So why are you praying that my soul should be like dirt? Nafshi ka'afer lakoltia. Every single day at the end we say, Hashem, let my nefesh be like dirt to everybody. Really? <laughs> you don't want a good reputation I should think nothing of you? What do we mean by that? Nafshi ka'afer lakoltia. What do, you, what do you have in mind? My soul should be like dirt. So you don't have a good reputation? Everybody should say, ha, oisver. I mamish feel so badly. I watch ev- everybody in yeshiva. You say Arye Shuster's name. He's a matzliach. He's steiging. From the, from the top. You should, don't, but you shouldn't share. You should boo. We push it. The man's been davening. Nafshi ka'afer. Everybody should be like dirt. Hashem rejected your prayer. Nafshi ka'afer lakolti. I should be like dirt. You must not have davened such kavana. Here, Hashem, you have a good sterling reputation. What happened to Nafshi Ka'afra Lakoltia? Mart Chasamovich has a good reputation or bad here, Hevra. <laughs> the, ma- <laughs> the amount of calls I've gotten this year from somebody saying that my cousin learns in yeshiva, my brother learns in yeshiva, and I was read to Mardcha, is like a lot of calls. <laughs> so what that nafshi kafir lakoltia. My nefesh should be like dirt. Here the world knows he's Yosef Pragus Chavrus. He has a sterling reputation. Yosef, what do we do? Mardcha didn't daven. Well, nafshi kafir lakoltia. should be like dirt. What happened? What does it mean, Chavr? Please help me. It means nafshi ka'afer. Afer is a cold dashin, accessible. I don't want to be known. He's different. He's not approachable. Shem, I want to be a person. Every cold dashin. Everybody feels comfortable. Everybody feels they can talk to. Everybody feels they can ask a favor from. Their people don't go near him. That's not offer. It says, the Archaim HaKosh said, the shiftless, the humility, people feel safe and comfortable to talk, to ask something. It's a certain guy you could ask. How's I always tell Aryeh, what? Need dirt? What? How's that dirt? Do you need dirt? Everything, people plant in dirt, walk on dirt. It's very accessible. You're allowed. You're allowed. I always tell Aryeh Weiss, Rav Shlita, I always thank him. All the chesed's amazing. It's so freaky that I'm so easy able to ask him. We need like, we need, I'll ask him. Did I just ask him? Like, you're out of your mind. But he, he makes it so easy to ask. That's nafshi ka'afer lakoltia. Tfila tashem, I should be like ka'afer. An arrogant man, you don't approach, you don't stay here. I say, Tashem, Nafshi Ka'afer Lakoltia, let me be a person. Doesn't feel. Here I'm asking, I'm about to ask Hashem for big madregas. I'm about to say, Psach Libi Besarasecha. So maybe Hashem won't want me to be. If I get big in Torah, I'll be this arrogant, who knows what. What's the Tanai for Torah? Is you need a humility. Sinai, Bechina Sinai. Hashem gave to Moshe Kibbal Torah, Sinai. Tanai for Kabbalah Satayra is humility. So listen, now we daven. We daven. Nafshi kavlokotia. 
Ah, humility. Psach libi b'sar Open up my heart to prayer. That's the midbar matana. Mishemesim atzmai kemidbar. In nice and light term matana. Gemar nedarim. That's the exact prayer. Nafshi ka'afr lakol tia. My nefesh should be like offer. Should be like a psach libi b'sar Hashem. Please open up my heart and tear. That's a tremendous chus. A person is nafshikavotia, then and only then he could pray. It's very exact. This is Siddur. Everything's in order. It's very exact, Daniel, the prayer. Nafshikavotia, I should be a humble, remain a humble person. Then and only then I could pray to Hashem, give me, open up my heart and tear. Let me get full of tear as a humble person. A person is a midbar, is a humble like a midbar, then he's nice and like Tarv Matana, then he gets the gift of Tarv. So that's cool, Mo, that's the order, the order of the prayers here. I once heard, I don't know if it's true, somebody told me the Chazanish saw a reflection. I like stories of the Chazanish, I was to learn by Reb Chaim Brim, learn by him, I sound like an arrogant person. No Talmud of, but I was like, halavai. I did sit near him and hear Shiurim from Reb Chaim Brim. And he spoke, his Rebbe was the Chazanish, one of his Rebbeim. And I once heard that the Chazanish saw a reflection of himself somewhere and was very, very happy that he looked like a nice man. He said, I look approachable, and he felt good about it. Felt good about it that he was approachable. Not to be a person whose people are afraid to approach. I've told people, it's a big head, if people are scared to use it, Meredek Avera, it says, Chazal say scary stuff. People are scared to use, Shaloy L'Shem Shemaim, you're not zeichet to go b'mechitzas Hashem. Very scary for a principal. I have younger guys in yeshiva afraid of me, it's, it's very dangerous, big Avera. If you do it, L'Shem Shemaim, <coughs> who can say that L'Shem Shemaim? It's very scary. If you're L'Shem Shemaim, so then you have a reason, otherwise it's terrible, big Avera, big Avera, very, very Hummer that people are scared of you, very Hummer to be that person that people are afraid of, very, very serious sin. Who are you? You're such a, a tiger, people are scared, it's very, very Hummer not to be a person people are afraid of. Very dangerous, very dangerous. If the do truth, if the daven better, nafshi kafla call it nafshi kafer. Persons kafer, a person's kafer. I call dash, and people feel comfortable and safe, and people feel safe. I used to the chevra saw last year. The whole yeshiva felt Viggy would be like the example. Everybody feels safe around. The whole yeshiva, every youngster, every guy. That's the that's the vision. But that prayer, Nafshi Kavla, a beautiful prayer. I want to be like offer that people feel safe and comfortable and accessible. A person shouldn't feel so that Oibazai has such a humility. Open up my heart. And in your mitzvahs, your mitzvahs, my soul should run after, should pursue your mitzvahs. I want to study, we're going to stop now, before Shavuos, it's impossible not to study Avarabba. I try in Yeshiva, we have a few minhagim Shavuos, Rabbi say, Avarabba Shavuos morning, whoever's davening for the Amr has to give us 10-15 minutes. Avarabba, it's before we're seeking, it's complicated, so we have to time it better. Avarabba is the prayer for Torah. Is a prayer for Torah. We need time. You can't rush out. Shvuas morning. Have a rabbis. Has to be bebechias. The morning is the time for kabbalas atar. We certainly won't do a slow davening, but have a rabbi. Everything's slowing down for have a rabbi. We'll have to figure out. Have to talk to Rabbi Brownstein the timing. But I want guys to learn what the have a rabbi prayer is. There was once a gzera against the Yid, like today in New York, there's going on very serious stuff that schools are worried about. Yeshivas are under threat. There's very complicated subject with yeshivas. The government, very scary stuff. There was once in Poland, there was once Xera against the yeshivas. And the Panovich Rav, the great Panovich Rav, what was his name, Rabbi said, the Panovich Rav? What was his name, Heber? The Panovich Rav, the one who built Panovich? Rev Kahaneman. The 
great Panovich Rav of Kahneman. He was on. He was in the Polish Parliament. He was a member of Parliament, and he spoke on the Parliament floor. And he wanted to annul the Gzera. He translated Avarabba. People, but he explained it's prayer Avarabba. When he was done, the whole Gzera was annulled. He was bawling. He explained Avarabba. Just if you want to know what Torah means to us, he explained Avarabba that the Chevra was was Nishtaimim. On the parliament floor, he explained Avarabba. So I want to believe tomorrow. Believe I want to learn Avarabba with the Chevra a little bit. What Avarabba means is beautiful, beautiful player, prayer of Avarabba tomorrow to talk about Avarabba for a few minutes. I think that will be very kedai tomorrow. So Beza Hashem, coming attractions. Well, Davin Menchenau by You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.